dun, 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 dun. Hello! Hi guys! Oh. It's the Holy Hour! This is Gavin, and I'm joined and by... this is Donald. Hey man! What? How's it going over there? Fan-friggin-tastic, dude. Yeah, feeling good? From my head down to my toes. Nice. That's the way I like yeah. it. <laughs> it is a good feeling. It's a good uh, a Monday. Good Monday uh, we're recording this on. And it's going to be posted on a Monday. So we can pretend it's the same actual Monday, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody out there's Mondays are going well. Ugh, Mondays, <laughs> am I right? Right. It's not Friday, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Garfield. It's his least favorite day. It's all I think about. <laughs> totally. But that's why we're here. I ate, las- I ate lasagna tonight. <laughs> you had lasagna? I didn't, but I wish I did. Oh, yeah. Garfield ate lasagna. Nobody will ever know. He can just like, just go with it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't lie. This is the lasagna podcast now <laughs> on the Food Network. <laughs> this is a Garfield podcast, and I'm going to rant about Odie <laughs> or maybe Nermal for the next hour. <laughs> I wonder if there's a Garfield one. Yeah, I'm just going to like get bored and like randomly search <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> like the weirdest <laughs> podcast idea. I bet, I, I bet you 10 bucks there's a Garfield <laughs> podcast. There are a lot of weird ones. There's like, a cure one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nobody thought that would happen. But, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's like a lot of Muppet ones and stuff. I've listened to those. It's like people just talking about like like way in depth Muppet Muppet stuff and like Gonzo and chickens. Yeah, what is that all about? <laughs> this I hour we're gonna be looking at like a Radio Lab version yeah, dissection yeah. of uh, <laughs> Gonzo and his <laughs> lust for chickens. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but not tonight, my friends. We have a great theme for you on the Holy Hour. Well, lucky um, you. We thought it would be cool. This is an idea Donald came up with a few months ago, actually. It feels like years ago. I don't even remember. Yeah, that's like most great Donald ideas. He doesn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, the idea is like, let's take an episode where we kind of just look at at what has influenced The Cure and Robert Smith in general um, from start to now. And uh, we could kind of break it up into a lot of cool subcategories we found out, you know, just like influences in general. Yeah, because I mean, you could take the lazy way and just read the first 20 pages of any book that's been written about the cure. But, you know, that's not what the Holy Hour podcast is about. This is in journalism. (laughs) (laughs) We can't read. We're counting on that percentage of the population out there. It also can't read, and we're gonna. And you're right. And we're gonna. <laughs> and we're gonna yeah, badly transcribe show. everything that was in those books. So, so true um, journalism. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the hard hitting stuff, but uh, <laughs> so yeah, we thought we and I didn't really know how to approach it. You know, I was like, well, maybe if we just kind of broke it up into, and I ultimately just kind of broke it up into a categories of like list of bands, and I thought it'd be kind of fun just to go through the bands almost name by name and say, you know, bounce off of Donald's idea of what, what, how much do you think that Robert or the band got out of this, you know, or is this just something they dropped in an interview just for the sake of it, you know, because it's like, Oof. anyone There's that's a lot of that though, yeah. just like being like giving another good band a shout out. Like. Oh yeah, for sure. How many bands did we love as a kid that we've talked about a million times where you had to dig into every little word that they say in a magazine, you know, and like. But, and then you go out and get records. Yeah, and a lot of the times the band would say some kind of ridiculous band that, yeah, they probably liked and got something out of, but 
but then they would go on and like cover some other band that they never mention a billion times or it's like well clearly they're influenced by that band but he never mentions them just because it's much right. cooler to see somebody else you know it's like even mm-hmm. when we were kids we we're always like who are your influences we're like wesley willis and uh graham parsons you know but like everything we played didn't sound like anybody like that you know because it was like nobody yeah. wants you to say blur I'm cool i know this <laughs> yeah, so. i know who this is yeah so you know so i think there's a lot of that element and uh we're, we're gonna take a look we're gonna answer all the questions tonight so we're, we're getting to the bottom of you robert smith but, whew, that was a bold statement huh getting in but along those put, lines I'm, I'm wearing rubber gloves right now <laughs> getting in this shit yeah, yeah. but i think it was cool too the idea of figuring out what you know fuels this guy in this band because i don't know how you feel but like growing up obviously i put him on a pedestal but at the same time i always just think of them as like such a unique band that like as soon as you hear the cure they and i still feel that way yeah and it's like it's, you know all musicians are influenced by people but at the same time they are like so like where did this come from you know i mean just that right combo of the parts is very unique and a little harder than most bands to decipher even when they're flat out telling you who their favorites were growing up you know really it's tricky like i know you're saying like there's there's a lot of um bands and just people in general that wear their influences on their sleeve like an identity you know yeah you know, someone that, that learns how to, t- like, to take something from something and learn something from something and, like, execute it. Like, take it in and absorb it, not just, re- like, yeah. repeat it. Yeah, um, I mean, it's almost it, like a more, you know? like... That's what Robert Smith does. Like, yeah, like a drastic... He takes it in, but you don't know where it came from. So, yeah, you don't even know yeah. what part, really. That's why it'd be fun to look at these bands, because you don't really even know, because it's definitely not the whole of these bands. You know, it's not like he's... You know, taking yeah, exactly. all of this is, you know, it's just because, like, his vocals are so unique. The guitar style's different, especially for an 80s band, you know? I mean, there's just, yeah. like, so much going on. The members are all really unique styles that they play for the most yeah. part. And, and you know, and then just the mixing and the layering. It's funny, like, you know, we, we'll talk about it later, but just how much the sound of Cure songs become influences for other people, too, you know? And we'll try to touch on all that too so the categories we broke it down into or it's all like you know early influences contemporaries like bands that you know they play alongside of but maybe not so much sight as an influence but you know they gotta be you know because they're like and bands that he's just flat out said he likes but who knows how much is of an influence and then like obviously yeah. if they're covering somebody that's gonna be an influence mm-hmm. and then just it'd be fun to look at what they've done at this point and who's influenced, who are the obvious influences by the cure, you know? So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Putting on my diving cap. Yeah. Diving. Sorry. That's a lot of rambling up front. <laughs> so, <laughs> take your seat friends. So, uh, I don't know where we start. I guess the beginning's the best place to start. So this is probably the most obvious stuff. Cause this is all the stuff that is in the books and, you know, and the obvious, Oh, Robert, what did you play? What were your first shows? And, you know, like what were your first covers? And so, yeah, there's that, that kind of token list of the obvious ones that he said and taken away from. Um, which was cool. Fairly recently, I found a thing when somebody was asking him what his influences were, and he was just like basically anything John Peel was playing on his show. 
<laughs> that that's was what's a, up. That was like the probably the most sincere one that I'd actually read. <laughs> or it was that's like so right on. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, yeah, that makes total sense because he said he would just kind of live for listening to that show and like each band and you know it is such a huge library of amazing bands that you oh, can Oh, that dude had such good taste, man. He hit the spectrum of like uh like you know when they're like digging for rocks or or you know like so you cut like a, a you see like a mountain and you <laughs> see like the uh layers of rock and sediment and how they're all different like there's a John Peel one in there somewhere yeah <laughs> you know where like he just picked a thing like some dope groovy thing in all these different bands cuz it wasn't like all the same bands it was like yeah it, it, it was like musicians all within like the same spirit of music yeah. you know and it very and that music varied you know like in in it you know there was a lot of similarities between the bands but that was a big jam man yeah like, for sure like that's a that's an education yeah that, that's like amazing. i'm jealous of that like i've tried <laughs> right. to find john peel's like shows yeah online to go back and listen to them because it can't be you by know, chance at that point i mean there's that element of the your shows, like you know man. well all those bands are just popping up but i was like no man there's like there was so many shitty bands that could have ruined the flow of when you look at that whole list of those bands it's just good god still wonder i always forget to look for it but there's gotta be some kind of archive somewhere where you can just listen back to the old actual shows of, or you know of the live of the live performances but not of like the actual sh- the, uh, yeah i don't know radio shows i've dug man yeah it'd be cool to hear like just call what out the hell the it was pack, back in the anyone day knows like how to access these <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> please that would be that cool because yeah we want to do a whole episode on just the cures performances on the peel sessions ones would be awesome because those are so just a weird thing in themselves. They're, they're those are super weird. Yeah, and awesome. So if any Cure fan hasn't somehow, check those out. Definitely just punch in John Peel Cure. Your mind will be blown. Anyway, yeah. so let's move on to the obvious list. The number one one that always comes up, Jimi Hendrix. So where do you feel on that? I mean, it's just clearly a, a kid love from Robert Smith, I think. But it's like, I don't know, man. Listening to it, definitely the guitar stuff, you know, but... Not really. <laughs> it's hard to see like how I mean, that could I'll, ever be bridged between Jimmy Hendrix. Other and- than we did the the uh, guitar only uh, Star Spangled Banner uh, <laughs> on uh, Disintegration, like I don't think I need to say anything else. Yeah, like, that was the hidden that. track, right? <laughs> the, the synth version yeah, of the, the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> but yeah, there's no obvious thing. Yeah, I mean, they did that cover, and I think he even said, I remember reading something mm-hmm. like. A while ago, where uh, Robert Smith was saying, uh, like he wasn't a big Hendrix fan, like he kind of contradicted himself, like <laughs> and, oh, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and it kind of made me like <laughs> like him even more. It's like when well, you recorded his fucking thing, like. But huh. I, I think I think growing up when he did, it's like you cannot, yeah, that's that force, like. And I kind of think that's what know, a lot of these are. Just, it has to be an influence, you, you yeah. know. Maybe maybe not something he went out and sought out like in his later years, but when he was a kid, right, or whatever, and his or, older siblings were playing it, you know, yeah, you know, and like based on the low book, even there's a lot of that in there where you know, just the the yeah. siblings of hearing what they're into and that 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 age and that time frame, you know, and that's 
Gotta be huge. I mean, I, you definitely hear some of the cool, just feedbacky guitar stuff that you could be like, oh yeah, I can see how it's. There's another good quote I stumbled across fairly recently too, of Robert saying, in favor of Hendrix, <laughs> but he was saying <laughs> while some kids were um, uh, trying to figure out Hendrix's solos, I was always fascinated by the chord structures or something. So it was like, yeah. you know, which makes sense too. But uh, but yeah, definitely don't see a direct parallel. I wouldn't be like, that's it. He's clearly just knocking off Hendrix. <laughs> it's, it's like no, like clearly what you said definitely what you said like him uh being influenced more by like the structure yeah that has something i've been thinking about like trying to find like well where is this influence of this band and mm-hmm. and that's one thing i've i keep coming back to it's like well structurally yeah because yeah the musician side of the way robert writes and stuff it isn't like as crazy as you would think it is you know but it is different and just the approach it's very of different. yeah just like you know, the style, the tones that he likes even, and then just the structures of the songs, you know, but it isn't like, it's not like it's just like some crazy, you know, new jazz kind of shit where there's just all over the place and he's just like this yeah, genius. but there's a level of, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah. Like, wrapped in like, like a great. Ooh, a song with no bridge. Right. But at the same or time, like, it's what, wrapped like, up in this. to a song and be like. Was there a chorus? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool, because then going to the idea of the obvious ones, too, are always just, you know, obvious Beatles and Stones, of course. And like you're saying, a child of that age, there's no way. And yeah. being, you know, a fan of music, you're not. But that could be the cool pop packaging is embedded and uploaded into your brain as far as like... Yeah, dude. So, exactly. Because you're going to be influenced like... um. Like, my dad listened to some pretty cool shit. Like, I, I grew up listening to, I mean, I'm so, so like Robert. I mean, I grew up listening <laughs> to Hendrix. Yeah. But, you guys um, are pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it, and like Pink Floyd, which is another big one. Yeah, that was on there, big. Which, like, I don't know. I, I can, I can hear some uh, faint, faint, faint yeah. echoes of yeah. uh, Floyd. It's more like the sounds and stuff, which is weird. And that's yeah. like, yeah, when you start really picking apart these bands, where it's like, I don't know, definitely not the vocals, it's not the bass yeah. thing, but it's like, but yeah, that wall of sound and just the sonic or whatever, you know, and like yeah. the synth arrangements and stuff like that, you know. But it, uh, but yeah, Pink Floyd and yeah, all that stuff. I think it's just kind of, which is weird to me from that perspective. A lot of these early ones being like such like. You know, like especially the classic rock thing, because that's like so not my genre, you know? <laughs> right. But uh, it's just like, I love that fascination <laughs> of like, this guy means the world to me and like everything he writes yep. is. But how did these guys that like I hear these legendary bands and, you know, even Hendrix, I'm like listening to him more than ever in the past two weeks. And I'm just like, I, I doubt you can name one Led Zeppelin song. No, I mean, uh, was, I figured it was probably yeah, that fucking tangerine one. Yeah, that's a lot good one. All right. but, but yeah, the I mean, and it's could, blasphemy. Like, see his in his jeans. What's that it? one? Tangerine jeans. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, I will proudly say, even though I know it's blasphemy, I, I don't like Led Zeppelin. I've tried. I've given it legitimate listens. I feel like there's going to be that year where I finally am just like, yeah, I get it, but 
I like the music. It's this vocals, the you know, it's just yeah. the vocals are too much for me. I'm just like, oh, stop. It's just uh, I, yeah, I don't know why. It's I just... play the drums, man. Like I, there's like someone written thing, like, and I'm not like a big Zeppelin fan. Like yeah. I went through like a a phase, but like I don't put them on all the time. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can respect they, they it, did some but shit. I definitely don't enjoy listening to it. <laughs> it's yeah. just not my thing. And, you know, Hendrix, I definitely not an dig more because they're, not you know, an like... influence. Yeah, not you. an influence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's the deal with Captain Beefheart? Should I bring that up? He keeps Jesus. coming up and cure stuff. Right? But I kind of feel like he might be the equivalent to us saying we liked Wesley Willis as an influence, you know, where it's just so goofy, you know, and it's like... There's no bridge think, that you can make from that totally. to the cure. So it's just like, oh, yeah, of course I love Captain Default. Oh, and he probably did like enjoy it. But like, come on, you're not pulling. <laughs> that was the inspiration for Push, you know? It's like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. I just, yeah. I, there, there's a ridiculous, because I've been thinking about this Captain Beefheart one. <laughs> and I've listened, I listened to a bit of him probably more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I, this is the most I've ever listened in the past two weeks listening for this and <laughs> that, that Trout Head record or whatever the hell that yep. one was. That was the only one I could basically get through. <laughs> but, but I think oh, I, I am, I'm just I try to imagine like what was this takeaway from that? Because there's a lot yeah. to take away from some Captain Beefheart. Yeah, there's definitely like, a lot going just, on <laughs> or yeah. not going on. I don't know. I, was, I still had the verdict was out on that one. I'm like, it's like, do they? But mean- I think it's. <laughs> It's like the freedom. Yeah. Because they did whatever the fuck they felt like. And, yeah. And that's a big thing musically where it's like, do I have to stick to this? Right. Or can I do that? Yeah. Can I get with this? Can I get with, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Classic I mean, struggle, man. Just that that proof that something can be recorded and have a, a band and a fan base that, like, no rules, like just establishing the fact that there's technically no rules in music, you know, it's just like, yeah. it's like, yes, these guys, you know, at times it totally sounded like one of those like YouTube clips where they put the fake sound over the band. It was just like, <laughs> like clearly just dicking around. Yeah. And he's like, it was just like, Oh my God. But, but yeah, I, mean, I think I mean, you nailed like, it. That's, just, it's gotta be yeah. that, you know, just the freedom factor of songwriting and songs in general and just, how weird you can take it, you know? Yeah, and it's like you, know, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want, and mm-hmm. if someone might like it, yeah, you know, and it's and and that's that's big for a lot of musicians. Like a lot of musicians kind of get stuck in like, well, this is what works. This is what I'm gonna do, and I, yeah, especially early on, I, you know, I'm like yeah, like this is how I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Like they're going to like the community college of, <laughs> right, right. All right, this is this is how you make a band, and this is how you make it. And I think that there's whole schools dedicated to that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, for not, sure. not Berkeley, but you nah. know, like Full Sail or something like that. You know, yeah, like Jack Black's your teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's like I don't know. I think that really opens like a lot of stuff I listen to is shit. Like weird shit, where it's, it's there's no fucking song structure, you know, right, and, right. And, yeah. you know, or no no uh, classic traditional song structure, you know, and that's the stuff I like, where it's just like, you know, you can't tell a bridge and a chorus, mm-hmm. and and sometimes if you can, it's just like first half of the song is like 
the verse and then the, the rest is the chorus for like the next half of the song and like yeah whatever i don't know yeah i know i like it but yeah. it's a big takeaway and i can see that in their music you know right right just doing whatever the fucks they want totally yeah it's a good good point I'm on board with that one. We'll take that, <laughs> Captain Beefheart. Thank you. Uh, did you make it to any Alex Harvey stuff? I think it's Alex Harvey and the uh-huh. Sensationals that they called, but that was another no. like super reoccurring one, and it, it it almost always comes up as like a kind of guilty pleasure thing he's saying, but like at the same time, it's yeah, it's just a little kind of like it has like that glammy seed to it, you know, or just like kind of over the top. I don't even know if you. I guess you would call it glammy stuff, but like, yeah, just like was, really kind of dorky sounding. Yeah. But I, I could see as a kid, maybe I wouldn't be even. Because nostalgia can affect. Yeah. You know, we all have those bands, you know, so, you know, and, it's like not necessarily something that you would say. Yeah. This just, song is directly pulled from that influence, but you know, yeah. Like I said, I mean, you've probably been influenced by t- uh, like, weird things and dumb things oh, yeah. like you, that you wouldn't want to fess up to. Yeah, like, for sure. And then, it's, <laughs> and then it's funnier to, to cite the absurd ones too, like we said, so who knows, but yeah, but yeah, I don't know what the full scoop is with them, but it was him and Lowell. I think were that one came up in his book too. And then it starts to get in. Well, I guess before we move on to the actual, when they start recording three imaginary boys as a real band and stuff, but like the obvious yeah, you, one where you do see, the big ones, one being the Clash, and then Bowie's the huge obvious one where it's like, yeah, that makes total sense, you know. And that was kind yeah. of the revelation as a kid where I'm like, oh yeah, shit, maybe Robert Smith isn't like 100% God sent, you know, like this dude that just has 100% original yeah. ideas on everything, you know. But I mean, you really don't hear too much, but at the same time, when you pick apart, you know, the the genetic makeup, it's definitely there, you know. So Bowie's like. But yeah, I mean, he's almost Bowie, like Bowie's the, a big one, like of influences of like, I can, I can, I feel like I can kind of hear some Bowie, like, mm-hmm. like especially the, like later in their years when they got like bolder, yeah, you know, with with the vocals and stuff, like top head on the door and stuff like that. I think or I said it, I said it before on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Which is strange you know, but, that it starts to show that's, a bit that's more later. Only, that's, that that's really the only one that I can, like, put a pin the tail on the donkey on, you know? Of, like, a direct sound influence? Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. And, but like you were saying earlier, it's 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 also in, like, vocal production, mm-hmm. like, in recording. But also, like, some song structure, like, and, like... Um, chorus structures you yeah know? like really talking about like head in the door and top stuff you know yeah because like, it like i don't know that's it. Stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah where it definitely starts to get more into that like whacked out glam kind of stuff you know but it's like but yeah it's weird I, it's totally vocally though like that's the only one that comes close i think because he does have like such a unique voice you know it's yeah like, i can't I must be missing something, you know, but it, like, yeah, well, where would he even get that idea? Well, one other idea, maybe, that we've mentioned in the past. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, but really, I mean, he's the only one that's like vocally, but yeah, I get this. Because music with Bowie is always strange, like 
the different eras because I guess he does have so many phases and everything where you're go on. Some of them are so like you know where it does feel closer to Cure stuff, and then the other ones I'm just like, wow, there's like nothing, <laughs> you know. The, when it starts to become probably more when he gets more established and stuff, obviously, like anyone would it, where they get. A, it's like they, they cross paths musically in both their awkward years right <laughs> like like it was like bowie in like the 80s yeah crossed over with like yeah it's hard uh, to say. the cure in the fucking 80s like, <laughs> have you uh listened to low a lot closer since lol's uh comments back in our earlier episode where lol cited a lot of the 17 seconds music coming from we don't want to have it all be Robert focused too, like musically yeah. you know, and stuff. But uh, I listened um, to it. I didn't really. I wasn't. I mean, I kind of got like some snare hit sounds where I thought like the production may have been close, but I didn't think it really sounded that much like 17 seconds to my ears. I was like, it's a weird album, I, low, you know? It, it is a weird one, man. And like, no, I haven't. Like, because I've listened to that record a bunch, like, mm-hmm. beforehand. So I knew what he was talking about, but like, yeah, it, it it, and for the record, not like I'm saying Lowell's wrong. <laughs> it's no, it's, n- a f- it's like not in Lowell's. But, but I mean, I'm just saying it's uh, you know, it's strange to my ears because I don't see like a huge obvious. I thought <laughs> it would be dumb like, influence. Yeah, it's like no, it wasn't <laughs> liar. <laughs> but no, like you know, I was kind of assuming I'd go back and listen to it again, and be like, oh yeah, you know, a little bit more. I see. You know, even though they've said that even before you, you know, but uh. But, um, but a lot of like like you said a lot of it's like I get this in your head and it is like it's a lot in the production yeah and in the process of making is where you see the similarities yeah and like and also too kind of with the sparseness like the sparseness mm-hmm. um, in the music I think is kind of the crossover yeah that's true that. especially Bowie stuff or around that era it was still. Hadn't gotten totally crazy with the full arrangements of everything, you know, or it just wasn't ridiculously full. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. And I think a lot of it, too, with musicians, too, it's just even influence wise, it's like what you're totally just binging on at that time, you know, yeah. whether it sounds super obvious to like a listener years later or whenever, but like it's always going to be there, you know, we've. I'm sure as a musician, you know, the feeling of just like it wasn't necessarily there, but you know that you were listening to a certain album like constantly when you recorded something, you know, and it's like, I hear oh, totally. it, you know, and it's like, and I think there's a lot of that, you know, and that's a good and credit it's... for musicianship where it's just like, we, that just proves that you're a good musician and that you're just pulling, like you said earlier, like you're pulling stuff that isn't super obvious, but at the same time you're adding your own to it, you know? Yeah. And and like influences, um, especially with like the Cure, mm-hmm. they pick up things like you like put a little reverb on them vocals. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, and I think that's what a lot of bands do. It's like like bands that I think, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say carry on a tradition that sounds dumb, but like, and not pay homage, but right, like. You know, just pe- people with good ears, you know, they just, like, hear something like, oh, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Like, I'm going f- to fuck around with a little of that and make it my own. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like, put a little vocals there. Like, maybe I'll do this other harmony, because David Bowie was, like, stacking vocal harmonies. Yeah. And, 
what did the, what did the band devolve into? Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy, like harmony vocals. Yeah, like just, his vocals are great. Like and he he just, fucks with them a lot and yeah, does lots and all of over layers. The place and, and the, yeah, and the desire to have crazy that's range the and Bowie stuff like that. To me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, I guess uh, moving on from Bowie uh, to like more ones that I feel like are kind of more direct band influences. Maybe not on like the longevity of the Cure, but definitely Three Imaginary Boys because that's such a unique Cure sounding record. But is um, Buzzcocks I think in sound, yeah, and then Wire because it it totally lines up mathematically because they you know played these shows with with Wire and stuff on their first round, and Lowell definitely went on the record for saying that that was a huge change for the band and stuff like playing and just seeing which was weird because listening to wire i was like till he just always binge out on pink flag not the next one mm-hmm. and then I, yeah. I don't really i feel like I, i've had it on some digital shit but i don't have that one the something was it missing chairs or something the next album i think um, so and and i kind of just quickly glanced at some stuff right before we called each other and uh or, or I mean, sat down next to each other and because uh, uh, we're <laughs> cheers. <shit. laughs> Don't look behind the curtain. But, uh, <laughs> but I quickly looked at some stuff right before we started talking, and um, and uh, he had talked about how that second album takes it up a notch as far as the layering and, and maybe synths and stuff were added a bit more. Because I felt yeah. like like Wire Pink Flag is just like a cool rock record, and I hear it, but at the same time, as a buzzcock seems a little more obvious where he's like vocal and just like super post-punk you know to a t yeah but um buzzcocks are dope yeah and it's and it's cool because and and wires dope yeah (laughs) so this is like the first time where i'm like fuck yeah aside from maybe the clash and select bowie tunes you know like all the ones you know beatles and stones of course but up until this point these are like the first ones where i'm like yeah that's why I, i love it at this point i guess but but um yeah, there's, there's, I think there is probably maybe the closest, like, oh, okay. That was a weird late revelation, too. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, he is singing exactly like Buzzcocks, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, but, totally. Uh, so that's cool. But, um, yeah, and then I guess there's some weird... Uh, but you learn, f- what's you learn from your peers, you know? Yeah, yeah, for And sure. that's what they were doing, and, and that's what smart motherfuckers do, man. Like, mm-hmm. like I've been, like, I've... I've changed like the way I did shit like musically like playing with other bands just seeing like bands I was playing with it's like oh shit you could do that oh uh, yeah for sure it's, you know it's, it's just so like, weird right, well like I'm gonna start doing that now and there's so many bands that I that's why I feel like it's like weird because a lot of times you don't really unless you're giving like a shout out like in some kind of local thing to a band that you play with but at the same time like there are certain ones like the associates and I think I've mispronounced. I said that might've been the last episode called associations just cause I was rambling, but I think the associates were like one that were on, on fiction and, um, you know, clearly no sound really seemed that similar. Mike Dempsey eventually ended up joining them after he left the cure after the first album there, Michael Dempsey. Yeah. And, um, but that's a perfect example of like I think they're just more buddy bands, you know, than like direct influence. Totally. Probably when you listen to their stuff, is like there's no way there's a real connection. But you could totally see where that's like a way better fit for Michael Dempsey when you listen to it because it had like some kind of little disco feel to the some of the bass lines and stuff, or it was definitely yeah. like a lot more of that going on. And uh, but yeah, I mean, like you're saying, when you play with these other bands, it's in- inevitable that it's gonna seep in and. 
And we can't like, not. Yeah. And I think that's... It'd be dumb. It's dumb not to. Yeah, for sure. Like, that. that's... You know, it's like... I'm, I'm just thinking about the concept of influences, mm-hmm. you know, and like, or the con- the concept of being influenced. Yeah. You know, you have like, you know, the current and the past at all times, you know? Right. And it's, it's silly to, not to, to think that one would not be influenced by the current and the past and it's like an ongoing you know, so learning thing have, too, yeah. Because yeah. you'd be dumb if like all your influences and in every song you wrote like, was nope, based on 1982. <laughs> yeah, I feel like stop there. Everything I like <laughs> wanted to write was what I liked when I was ten. That'd be stupid, you know. I know. I guess I kind of do that because it's Cure, but at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> I have like plenty of bands since the Cure, for the record. But and nothing I write sounds like the Cure. So, uh, but uh, anyway. But, like, yeah, it makes total sense that it would be more so for, like, a, a really talented musician in particular that they would be constantly, like, snowballing, you know, of, like, how yeah. how you're just picking build, up stuff as you go on. Damn. Which is a great segue into our next category, maybe. Uh, <laughs> contemporaries and uh, not necessarily things that have gone on the record, but just bands that they had to have pulled something from. They're bands that we they played alongside with, played in. And have just gone on the record of maybe in like an interview or something saying that, yes, I love the new whatever album, you know? So um, first Dude. first obvious one being Susie and the Banshees. If you play in another band, of course you're going to bring something into your own band from that, you know? Yep. And we've talked about this in pretty good detail in the past, so I won't totally beat a dead horse, but... I, it does go without saying that it's like it's not for the a, new listeners, Gav. For yeah, the new. for the newbies, there we. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden he starts, you know, getting a little crazy with the hairdo and the makeup, and the vocals are starting to get a little more. And that's what I kind of was touching lately on earlier was like, aside from Bowie and not counting the Buzzcocks into Three Imaginary Boys, but aside from Bowie, I think Susie's probably the biggest influence in style. Almost, exactly, don't you think? And it's totally. It's cool because it's like kind of like that Morrissey thing again, where it's not, you know, being a female vocalist, it's all like, oh, that's why it seems so neat and weird. And you can't put your finger on where else it, it sounds yeah. like that. You know, it's like because it's it's her maybe. And that, and it's weird because I don't really feel like there's a ton of interviews or anything where he's really said how much you know they changed his perspective. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but like and it probably just went because everyone knows yeah it's an obvious yeah exactly it goes thing. without saying so if you're playing yeah. in a band you like that band you know you're not gonna not play you know what i you know what i warmed up my my uh pre-game my pre-podcast game warm-up what's that i like to suck myself up a little bit mm-hmm. i watched um two live sh- uh two live videos of robert smith and Susie like in like Really old ones, yeah, dope, yeah. Where he's playing with them, yeah, like yeah. live and sh- like what a force of nature! Mm-hmm. Like, they sounded so good. And Susie's just fucking, fucking rocking up. it. <laughs> oh, she's so fucking good, and like just the way she moves, and like, yeah, and it made me think it's just like that's that freedom of like, yeah, he's seeing like he's all tight and like, oh, yeah, oh, and he's. You know, he's 
performing and like riding with this force of nature that's just like I'm gonna squat and kind of eighties dance and just do whatever the fuck I want right. and like just the way she is and the way she moves and like mm-hmm. on stage and her persona and like her like and that's what he liked in Captain Beefheart. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and it's like Shit. a very like and he's a very quiet stoic dude mm-hmm. so he probably is influenced by things that like get him to just snap out of his shell yeah and, and cut loose kind of thing yeah like because if you look at like early like um even their sound their look mm-hmm. their stage presence very stiff yeah. very like even uh, 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 uh. and he's and like david bowie's fucking david fucking like right. that dude's all that dude wears kimonos and looks dope in them <laughs> like <laughs> like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, that's hard. <laughs> you know? You can't just launch like, into that out at the gate. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think that, like, that's the influence. Yeah. You know? it, it's not musically. It's, like, in, in a sense, you know, he's not like, oh, that chorus is kind of like David Bowie's. Yeah. No, it's the act and the, um, the emotive aspect of these artists, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm sure musical shit too, but like those are the big ones that I see because I can't, I, I've, I can't think of any musical things. So I'm like, well, that's like that band. Right. It's all the the emotive aspect, the emotive influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially to the point where like, even after he had played with them a bit, was buddies with them all through like 17 mm-hmm. seconds, and even pornography. When you see like the live clips of that, he's still very stiff, and you know for how like yeah. the music was starting for to for how take, weird it was. Yeah, and it was starting <laughs> to take a more Susie shape for sure by that point. But like not till that next round of being in the band, and then finally even leaving the band. I think he finally got that like I can fucking cut loose and be a weirdo too you know it's like yeah just yeah move and, and, and him being a weirdo was like taming down a bit yeah yeah because like <laughs> pornography and stuff like they were hardcore like they look dope yeah like they look fuck it that was some some big hairs yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the hair and the and the sound was the there makeup, like they look rad man Not so much the, um, the dancing around and being a weirdo but yeah but it's like him breaking loose is like the top and head on the door yeah it's, like, that's, it's a gradual process you know <laughs> you know it's like is he wearing a uh, oversized suit <laughs> <laughs> is that billy joel <laughs> But like it's it's something where like look at that nice young man performing on stage, yeah. running about, you know. <laughs> but that's that's him rebelling. That's dope. Yeah, right? and it's like freedom again. Who would have yeah. thought that freedom would have been such a a uh, would be that? Yeah, like a, a theme <laughs> to this whole thing: the freedom of Robert Smith. <laughs> It's kind of beautiful. Like I'm smiling right now thinking about thinking it. Like it's Robert it's really sweet. Feeling comfortable in his skin enough to. To do his little weird dance <laughs> he does um the other big one which is the uh kind of push and pull for this one's a little tougher to decipher but joy division slash new order is clearly influences and yeah he's gone the record of you know loving joy division and liking joy division stuff even liking new order stuff fairly recently he made a yeah. playlist of stuff but Man, they've gone on the record of saying some brutal shit to each other. <laughs> it's like so weird, but who knows how much of that is like? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like enemy. It could be meta, so much fucking around because they're from the scene. Yeah, like, they're from the same fucking world. Like yeah. at the same time, like they're in the thickest shit. 
Yeah, it's so weird because it's like this sound together, definitely, and almost to the point where it's weird with like the Peter Hook style of bass with Simons and just so many like things that are really unique for both of them, but like nobody else that I can't think of anybody else that really has. You know, I mean, obviously bands since then, but like before that, like where would they have gotten like that, like thick bass line? You know, it seems like a distinct thing that you can definitely pair those two together with style and stuff. I'm talking about like, the bass lines, I, you know, but like. Yeah, I don't think they're the first, like. Yeah, I mean, it's got to come from somewhere, but I can't really think of anything that was like. Maybe I'm it, just. It, it, just it's, it was just one of those things to like. For me, it's one of those things that's just in the ethos. Like, yeah, it's just a thing. It was like every like, just a lot of bands started doing it, like playing bass differently around yeah. that time, you know. And like, and, it, there, and there's it does just I seem weird. You would think there would be like a couple crappy bands floating around too, just around that time that would have been like, oh wow, the dude from you know, because <laughs> I have a loose theory. Uh huh. Because like a lot of like 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 electronic stuff mm-hmm. was starting to come out around then and like kind of avant electronic stuff. Yeah, and it's like a, a mimicking of like that syncopated like burr, 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 yeah. sound. I, but they just can't like that's hard to do. Yeah, like, live you know. So I, I think that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a loose theory. Ah, yeah, it's as good as any. I can't. It's weird. Yeah, you would think that's. It makes sense. Joy Division. Clearly, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, it's pretty obvious again. But at the same time, big contemporaries. Yeah. So I mean, if they yeah. obviously went on the record of every interview being like, "I love Joy Division so much," you know, that would just take the piss out of everything. You know, because <laughs> they play shows together. They probably played so many shows together. Yeah. Maybe just and one. God but... damn. I'm I'm kneeling down on one knee, mm-hmm. wishing I had a fucking time machine. Yeah, that would be pretty. To amazing. go see fucking New Order, the care on the same bill, man. God yeah. damn it! Oh, it'd be pretty sweet. Oh, wait, 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 wait! I think you can hear my boner. Yo, there it is. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Oh, what a good show. <laughs> Well, what about, uh, um? I guess, the with Joy Division being kind of the obvious, and what do you even talk about with that? But, like, what about, like, those bands that, you know, they covered Depeche Mode later, and they seemed cool with each other, but, like, it never, ever really seemed to cross paths. I can't really think of any real stories, but, like, they had to be, you know, on the same wavelength again, you know? It's just, I think there's some crossover. Cross paths, like, hung out with them or whatever? Yeah, or? I mean, they sure, I'm sure they did that. They definitely played tons of festivals over the years together i recall seeing many bills where they're like somewhere whether they actually hung out or not who knows but uh you know they like covered world in my eyes and stuff later so they seem cool with each other and they're one of the few ones that they haven't gone on the record maybe i'll pair them up with the next one echo and the Bunnymen. it's like another one you would just think as a fan you know if, yeah. if a fan could like both those bands so much and so much is similar but they've definitely had like interviews where they've kind of talk some shit on each other ian mckellen <laughs> but, but i don't a lot know of it's just got to be fun though like because yeah. all those bands are like from the fucking punk scene like right like, and then, then the british around, media like, like loves doing that shit anyway you know they yeah. were just totally because i remember as a like, kid that thing was really funny because i remember reading that and i was like thinking it was so sad i was like 
how could they not like each other? I mean, they both have like crazy hair and wear makeup and they sound like similar enough. <laughs> right. And there was like They're that nice picture. Songs. It was like at home with Ian McCullough or something. And it was like, you could see his VHS collection in the back and he fucking in, in orange. Was yeah. He had in orange yeah, and like staring at the sea and shit. I was like, dude's like watching cure videos and shit. It's like, like, fuck <laughs> this guy. Like the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> can't be that bad at each other you know but and then uh, i fairly recently found i think we get cut it out of another episode where i brought it up but um uh his first solo album with proud to fall that really awesome song on there like boris played drums on that so that was pretty cool Fuck yeah i was like oh shit no wonder i like that so much <laughs> that was yeah. amazing but uh yes i mean they must have had some crossover where they musically at least respected each other if not one to be like beer buddies or anything but at the same time dude i think it's like because like that's just that's just like lore yeah and like media and like there's no way <laughs> those dudes fucking are like fuck that guy right <laughs> you know this it's it seems like they, they've known each other for fucking ever and you're doing something so cool like playing shows and like yeah. playing music and like hanging out with other great fucking artists and stuff like yeah and that guy seems like a nice guy he writes nice <laughs> like sweet songs like <laughs> doesn't seem I, like a prick yeah. <laughs> yeah he doesn't seem like a prick at all like like i think that's just robert smith being a fucking goofy yeah Cause he's pretty like bitchy in his jokes, young you know, days like, too. Yeah, like where he would have his little. Like he read it and was like, "Fucking Bob, fuck you." Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and like laughed and was like, ha, "You know." <laughs> right. And I'd like to reread a lot of that stuff. I didn't really care enough to dive into old interviews just for the sake of. It. <laughs> It'd be I, funny to read it with like an older eye. Yeah, like just to you know, know how much of it was them just like talking shit, and you know how much was like, "Wow, that's." mean <laughs> like if he yeah, just like, like really tore him down or some shit you know it's like, it's like didn't, don't like him <laughs> yeah. but he's just like man fuck you just, yeah it's funny yeah i think a lot of it was usually just if, if i remember correctly just saying that like their new album wasn't as good as some old album or something you know which is you know understandable but maybe that's even meaner really. which he probably told him in person <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> or was just fucking like, with him like, and said, like <laughs> But um, in person, he's like, that's such a great album. But yeah, in um, the press. next one I had on my list are a couple two weird ones. And then it starts to get even a little more just quick speculation at this point on maybe a good speculating yeah. disclaimer, a disclaimer of speculation going on. But yeah, Cocktail Twins in particular, he um, you know, has gone on the record of saying Treasure, that album. Really, yeah. like, I think he even said he's like, could cover that whole st- album from song to song which would be amazing and hearing it you know like is definitely like layering and the sonic sound i mean i feel like it's very cure in the same pool how much he actually pulled from them or you know they're pulling from the cook cure at this point you know it's like um yeah i think there's a lot of crossover for sure especially with like i the, think so like the kind of starting to get into more like disintegration version of the cure and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? It's like, I think there's a the lot of epicness. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I'm, I was, I was late to the game on the cocktail twins. Yeah. Like but, I, I knew who they were and I, I like knew what they sounded like, but I just never really like, right. Gave it anything until like past, like, f- I don't know, five or six years or something. And it was just yeah. like, what was I sitting on? Like they're dope. 
Yeah, they're like they're cool. Because we'd always kind of just band. have their like their 120 minutes video or something, and it was cool. I remember my mm-hmm. oldest brother bought like Heaven or Las Vegas, and that one we listened to a lot. But then it was like once we realized that she was like doing the gibberish lyrics and stuff, I was like, what? <laughs> so that kind of always was. But it kind of that made me like, like him more. Yeah, in my older <laughs> years, like, like when I was young, less, I was like, man, you're like... not even doing it. But like when, now that I'm older and hopefully wiser, I was just like, no, that's fucking genius, man. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and 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 I'm in bands that that do gibberish lyrics. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I mean, half of her gibberish is better than most bands' lyrics for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And I mean, and it is just, and maybe even vocally, it is, you know, I think I'd probably say she's pulling more from Robert at that point. I don't really know where their timeline, how it syncs up with his stuff. But He's like, being influenced by someone he influenced. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Oh, I was just saying, maybe she's seemed like he had probably already established his kind of sound and stuff by the time. I don't know when their first album came out, but like, you know, it almost seems like they would have to have been influenced by the cure more than, but I'm, I think it went, goes both ways. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's a new level of influence that I have not thought about today. Like is being influenced by someone that you influence. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of that with the cure probably, you know? Yeah. Cause these bands are younger, not necessarily cocktail twins but like coming up you know like there's gonna be bands where i feel like they took a little away from somebody that must have been clearly influenced by their early stuff you know i don't know but you, you're influenced by your contemporaries that you played with yeah so again like that shit influence goes deep yeah about dinosaur yeah, jr shifting gears <laughs> the more guitar stuff starts coming in i don't know if anything's pulled from dinosaur jr but they've obviously Influence the they're or just, like the cures. just cool, man. They're yeah. just like, <laughs> can you not dope, like man. <laughs> They're yeah. fucking fantastic. <laughs> they're just a good band. But I've been thinking about that connection, yeah. and I think it's like that's the uh, guitars and Wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like same time period. Yeah, and like, and that's, that's when they got down. They started getting down on like yeah. more guitar crap, and like who's more guitar crap than Dinosaur fucking Junior, man? For real. Like, and I like that Guys it's like, like the God. like the two sides of like you got Dinosaur Junior and then the next batch of bands that we were gonna talk about were like from like that tour book you got from Wish where it was like all the right. shoegaze introduction of like you know all those bands that like my bloody Valentine and Ride and stuff that have like that guitar stuff. All that, my favorites. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> so you see the angle. I almost real quick wonder about the the lyrics. Jay Maskus has such a unique voice in a sense too. That if you know there is some cure Robert connection more on Jay's probably side of like just that you know kind of thing where it's not afraid to just kind of moan <laughs> yeah in a totally. very Roberty kind of way but I think <laughs> that'd be so weird for someone to pick up like a a vocal thing from Jay Mascus yeah because <laughs> he's not like. I love his vocals and his voice, but he's not like a vocal master. No, you know what I mean? yeah, like, he's just doing what he can. With the, he's but, like, come on, I'm fucking playing some amazing guitar stuff. What do I need to get sing good see, too? <laughs> it's like, yeah. No, you maybe don't. It's, it's like, <laughs> maybe it's like the sincerity aspect, you know, when someone's just like doing it, they're doing it good, you know, but it's just like, you know, they're working at it like yeah. hard and like it, you know, 
the like just the sincerity aspect of Jay Maskus' uh, totally. vocals are uh, yeah. maybe like something to be like gleaned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And also all the guitar shit, man. Like just all the guitar shit, man. Like dope yeah. solos and stuff. Like I think that's you can't what... touch Jay Maskus' uh, his guitar solos. Yeah, for sure, man. They tell stories and. What do you have on like Wish? Yeah, you have guitar solos that fucking tell stories, like Edge of the Gre- uh, Edge of the Deep Green Sea, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I for sure. Know. That and Open are the huge obvious ones I thought from Wish, where it's like getting into this and you know, like listening to. I've been uh, really digging Curve a lot too. I've I think they're in your book, right? For the tour book. For <laughs> yeah, totally. they're one I kind of forgotten all about, and I was like, oh yeah, and like just found like <laughs> three of their albums, and always a little goofy, but like I think I liked it because it had like the female vocals. So like if you're kind of yeah. just vocals are buried in, you know, so much of the shoegaze stuff that is, it's like, it's, it's lots of uh, electronic stuff and like yeah, fucking shoegazy guitars all yeah yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, but I feel like the guitars of that stuff are definitely, like, you start hearing in open and stuff like that more than any yeah. of those. And more just, like, the sonic kind of backgrounds and stuff on a lot yeah, of the songs on Wish. Like a repetitive, like, yeah, for sure. Just repeating throughout the song kind of thing, you know, just like, mm-hmm. just like a wash, like a wavy little wash or, like, a little yeah. like, peaky little guitar thing, you yeah. know, it's like... Which is funny too, like trying to branch out the idea. I keep trying to focus on Robert, which like, makes sense. But like, you know, I wonder, <laughs> like the guitar stuff on Wish. You know, so much of his poral, but like it had to have been. Definitely doesn't seem like his style to be into, you know, like my bloody Valentine and shit. No. You know, so it's like pretty strange that, uh, and I probably, I think it's probably accurate to say that it was Robert like steering that direction. You know, and like. Portal just mean, being they, super talented enough to like do it, but do it awesome too, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, See, but like by this time he's steeped in like, you know, Rob. Speaking of Robert, but like the band and like, yeah, for they're sure. steeped in all this shit, you know, and like, right, like yeah, just, it's gonna be ninety percent Cure doing whatever the fuck the Cure wants to do, but then oh, I heard this but, new shoe guy stuff, you know? It's like why not yeah, try a little yeah. of that, you know? And it's like yeah. yeah, but it's all shit they're around, like yeah, I mean, they're around for the creation of right. my bloody Valentine, and like like they spawn that shit, yeah. Like I know those motherfuckers had pornography and wish, mm-hmm. probably seventeen seconds. Yeah, for sure. Probably more like Yeah. And like those are crazy bands. They're great. Yeah. And um And the fact like you're saying where this is the first probably round of like sincere bands that are influenced by the cure too, which is cool. And then if he is taking something from them and adding it to like songs like open and stuff, you know, where it is that kind of like bouncing back and forth. (laughs) <laughs> they call it like a closed cycle yeah you know where it just like feeds into itself and like keeps sustaining itself you know 
Or as like, you love to be... say, like a snake eating itself, maybe? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like a snake eating itself. Who's influencing like... who? But yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I've influenced myself the long way around. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so great to hear in an interview. It's like I was basically interviewing or influencing myself the long way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's fucking <laughs> epic. I just yep. want to get to a point where I'm influencing so many people that they're influencing me. It's like, what? I, know, I can't wait till I influence myself. It's so egotistical. I can't wait till. <laughs> That'd be great. I can't wait. I can't wait till I loop back around. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna rip myself off so badly. <laughs> But bands yeah. do. I mean, I guess it's not uncommon for <laughs> anybody that lasts for that long, man. Like, yeah, that has to happen. Like that can't not happen. Because like, like by '92, you know, they've been around what 12 years, I guess, by that point. So, long. and how fast you like bands cycle through? Like, yeah, like that's a quick fucking life cycle, man. That's like yeah. a mat. Yeah, 12 years is crazy long for a band, and now they're going on like 40 so awesome. yeah dude i guess the weirder angle in that batch of group is uh jesus and mary chain because i always forget how far back they stretch you know where it is like you know like 80s stuff that bleeds into the cool 90s you know and and how directly curious that is in sound and look but not really you know like it is like a weird twist of like a whole different sound but at the same time Gotta be spirit, they, yeah. Similar they, spirit. You know they were rocking out the pornography and stuff. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, I know. But, but uh, like they, they're just dirt to me. Like for me, they're just they're just one of those. You can't touch them. Like, yeah, they're so fucking good. Like you're gonna listen to them. Yeah, you know. And, and if you, he's into that kind of shit, like. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to listen to them. Like, they're fucking fantastic. Right. Like, you're going to be influenced by them. So, um, yeah, should we shift gears to... We're starting to tread more into territory of bands influenced by the Kira then. So, when it, at what point does it kind of stop? And maybe collaborations, though, is one category we had where... Meaning in the idea of if the Kira's covered them, then obviously they like them. You know, whether... And then if they've collaborated with them, meaning you're on a stage with a band or recorded mm. a song with them, you at least respect them, I would think. Nobody's giving you tons of money to do something at this point, you know? It's like... So, uh, it's a weird a list. Handful. As far as covers, they haven't really done too many covers that... I mean, they've kind of been very vocal about the ones they did do the hendrix one obviously because you know hendrix has come up all the time the doors one was pretty obvious where they aren't even doors fans but they that was the one they were assigned or whatever and the bowie one <laughs> oh yeah that was clear that's that was my favorite the actually. young americans like, one god that sounds so good man i enjoyed <laughs> that i the, i enjoyed that so much the cure cover yeah. Really? Wow. I thought you would. I fucking love it for <laughs> really? some reason. Like... <laughs> awesome. It's not my favorite, but I don't even really love the the Bowie version of it. But it's cool. It's definitely different. They, they, they just fucking nail it. it, it it's yeah. It sounds so good. Like, and it's a. I don't know. They do a really good job, and like. Yeah. It just sounds good. It just sounds good. Cool. Yeah. And um. Yeah, trying to think of what else they've covered. I guess, like we said, the Depeche Mode one for like a later tribute, but that was kind of just 
where it starts to get that phase where it's like Robert could probably knock that out in like a night. You know, <laughs> it's hard to say yeah. how much he was like really invested, but he's definitely got enough pull where if he didn't want to do it or had any bad blood with these bands, he wouldn't be doing it. You know, it's not like somebody's like, right. come on, man, we really need this. Which is weird because then when it gets into the collaborations thing, I had a little grouping of bands in later years that they've collaborated with that we've touched on. Like placebo makes sense. Obviously, placebo is hugely influenced by the cure in a sense, you know, and uh, you could see them being totally awestruck and they did a couple live things with them. Nothing like officially recorded ever, but that makes sense. Hard to say if the cure would ever, Robert would pull anything from them when it's such a. Right. direct influence thing um blink 182 <laughs> what's up with that i don't that? want to talk about this <laughs> what's up with that <laughs> i don't want to talk about they're it they're probably man. just nice kids you know he's probably like whatever no they're not they might be nice kids who knows but so that's weird in the corn thing which i kind of feel the same i don't, I don't want to talk about I don't that want to tell you. i'm all right <laughs> i think we can all i don't i really don't want to talk about any of this how about twilight said i think they might have uh made an impression on robert just... if they just if he asked them <laughs> yeah where were they oh they're coming up influenced by <laughs> but uh what about twilight side though do you think maybe he got a little something from those guys and on this current tour and and is going to take that into a new direction or i mean i i, I hope you think he's too old to be influenced by anything at this point fuck no yeah it's think... it, if i'd rather him like fucking sip tea with twilight sad than like <laughs> record a songs of corn and blink 182 you know like yeah, yeah like those guys are dope yeah for and, sure and they sound all right and it's just like a nice fit it makes sense you know those other ones yeah. the fact that we just got so nervous and awkward <laughs> just muttering their names even. <laughs> oh i feel dirty <laughs> but who knows you know there's plenty of <laughs> Plenty of bands, you know, out there for whatever reason. But let's move on to bands influenced by The Cure. It's a pretty short list in a sense. I don't know. Maybe it's... They're one of those bands, I think, because they're still going. A lot of people don't fully cite them. But maybe because they're so unique, too, it's hard to rip them off even if you're trying to, really. You know? So I think it's a weird one. It's like everyone can... No, you're going to look like, if you try to, like, rip them off visually, Mm -hmm. you're going to look stupid. And if you try to rip them off sonically, it's like, yeah, it's gonna be blatant, stupid, right? Like, <laughs> right. But that's just people misinterpreting what an influence is and how you should approach it and True. ingest it. You know, that's that's your typical idiot. Yeah. But there's tons of bands that, I mean, there's a handful of bands I think that have like done it nicely, like like where you can hear the influence, like the shout out louds. Yeah, like, that was. And and that's and that was one of those ones that like it took me a minute, yeah, like to realize, what's going and then on realize here. the depth at which he was influenced by him, you know. Uh huh. But like, there's like one or two songs that really stood out. Where it's like, no, that's like, whoa, that sounds really Robert Smithy. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was just the whole approach that that one album in particular. The other ones are great, and they definitely have elements of it. But like. Mm. Was it Our Ill Ways is the name of it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Fucking great record, too. Like, just, That's a fucking 
That's a good, yeah. that's a good jams. Just to wear all of that influence enough out on the sleeve where you're like, oh, and then there's still great songs. I think that's it, why it works, you know? It was a- it, it, it's, it, to me, it's like, it's a t- it does. It absolutely works, but it's like, it's it's a little bold at first where it's like, whoa. Because yeah. it just like... And there's the first just, one, I think it's Tonight I Have to Leave It, where it is like, I think, different key, but it's the, it starts out the... Dun, yeah. dun, 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 you know, it has like the total like... You know, they throw so much other stuff in there to distract from it, but it's like, whoa, this is like really in between days sounding. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but it was a, it, it was to a level where like I I came to realize where it's just like, no, this is respectable, man. Yeah. This is someone that's just yeah. been influenced by this band for fucking ever. Like, yeah. you can't you can't not be influenced by the fucking Cure at this right. point. Right? Yeah. That's a- like, if you're into them, like, and you play music, or just whatever yeah. like whether you know you it can't or not. not be man yeah, it's it's and you're and you're a fan of them like <laughs> look it, it's it comes with the territory of yeah. being influenced by things and paying attention and i'd to like to influenced in what you are totally. you should be i'd like to think people are smart enough too with because the cure of the elements we talked about where people are just pulling select things you know, like whatever it is about the cure, because you can't do the whole package. You can't look like him. You can't have the vocals that sound too much like Robert and have the music that sounds like cure music. So most people are probably smart enough where they just like, all right, this is my cure song, but I still sing it how I sing. And, you know, my yeah. production's still the same way, but like, you know, the bass player is doing something cool that he feels like is a Simony thing to do. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that's a lot of it. And like we said, I think at the top of this, we're even like just the layering of Cure songs is probably, you know, I did it, you know, in a sense where it's like, oh, I want to do this like a Cure song where we just have like a in the back of like a total rock song or something you know like yeah. where the song sounds nothing like a cure song but you're taking so much from that and even if you just cut loose vocally for a minute and you're like you know it's like yeah, yeah that's a fucking cure thing you know and anyone that's ever ever done a, a breath backing yeah. track on a song <laughs> <Totally. laughs> they're either mimicking david bowie or robert Smith. <laughs> and in a sense both and then ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But that that layering shit, like, to talk uh, how the Cure's uh, influenced me. You know, it's like, yeah, musically, it's just like, definitely drumming wise, it it tame it calmed me down a bit because I like to, mm-hmm. I'm just all over the motherfucking place. Yeah, and I play a lot. More, I'm all over the kit. Right. And um, Boris, and all the drum machine stuff, like. Like I played along a lot to it, and like, and it just, it's I don't know, it, it calms me down a bit. Like I, I rein things back, you know, yeah. <laughs> just like all right, man. It's like because I love it so much, and it just adds so much to, you know, like hey, there's other things going on in the song. Yeah. So, you know, so Boris was like your Yoda, like teaching you control yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, calm, totally like calm down, calm down. Yeah, like, rain it in, dude. Just and that's a big one. To, and 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 that it's and the other part is just like that lack of like traditional structure, mm-hmm. but having so much structure. Yeah, it's so you weird. Know, it's not it's not traditional, but there's so much structure and just like. 
like have a big movement in the music. Yeah. Like let let it build for like half the fucking song. Like you know, have those parts that just like Yeah. bubble and boil and then come to fruition and mm-hmm. like that's my big takeaway musically, like yeah, it's tough. And I'm not saying I sound any. <laughs> like no, no, no that's the cool thing where but, these are. But you, that's how I approach it. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same boat. You know, it's funny because we came into like our, you know, instruments and learning music as we were basically loving the Curity and you know, tons of other influences, of course. But like, you know, the fact that we kind of saw this is like, what is this? And the fact that we don't totally take it 100% is great, you know, cause you can't. And then, I don't know. I did the exact same thing with the songwriting. Like if I could trade everything I have learned writing songs and like what I can play for a more Robert Smith style, I'd do it in a minute, but it's funny. Like naturally, even though he's like my ultimate hero, I, I have just come to the conclusion. It's like, I can't really write songs like that. I mean, I can, it's like more of a, like, psh, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like a mathematical exercise and so much of songwriting is finding what your style is. And it's fun to do other things. You know, I just fairly recently did a batch yeah. where I'm like, I want to write them more cure style and where you do the music and kind of do it like the demos where I come up with the lyrics last and the vocal melody, you just do whatever and the bass lines and do mm-hmm. all that first and build it and stuff. But I mean, ultimately, I feel like I'm better if I just sit down with an acoustic guitar and I just kind of find some chords that sound good, and then I find a vocal melody, which you know, it's just yeah. everybody has different ways, and there's yeah. and there's different ways of doing it, yeah. But it's 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 fun and it's weird and it's just it is kind of crazy that even if it's something that you love and want to do, it doesn't mean it's necessarily right all the time for you. So you have yeah. to find your own style, and it's, it is weird with influences that way and. And I'm sure he's probably all over the place too, even though it sounds like he kind of just sits down with a, finds a beat and boop, 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 then he'll do like a bass line. Then he does the, yeah. but I mean, who knows? Yeah, it's not like in between days, he could have totally just sat down with an acoustic guitar and wrote it like a folk song, you know, and then like made it more curious later, you know, it's like yeah. a lot of those you can, I really want to dig into like push. I've never really tried to figure out like when you're talking about structure and stuff, you know, the song push and like, like uh, <laughs> I listened to that before the podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's I such a weird the for the podcast. I would love to just see like sheet music for that one because it's all like, is there a? Pa- I mean, there's a clear pattern, like a mathematical pattern of what's going on because you hear the parts come back and stuff. And but it's like, it's such a weird like, just this like kind of roller coaster, and then it comes back around and you add some more shit, and it comes back around and you put the vocals on, you know. But it's like. It's definitely not a normal, like, you know, verse it's chorus, a, verse chorus song no, by any means. It's so weird, but it's just like, but it could just, just like, be like a few chords and then like just these cool little guitar riffs and bass lines over it that ramble. And like the I've chorus, really the chorus is just like a celebration and then it like, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, th- this song's fucking weird, man. I was thinking about it today too. Like, yeah, it's a, like it's, it's, it's becoming one of my favorites of theirs yeah that's a great song like because it has like it just has a feel it doesn't have there's that none of that none of that structure you know yeah well back to your own music in a sense uh the idea we've talked about how we we have loved these songs and influenced by them but at the same time 
have known when to steer clear, know when to hold them, <laughs> you know, but, like, yeah, totally. but did you ever have, lesson. especially young you, like, uh, back when we were playing together as kids, even like, did you have specific ones you would call out where you were like, yeah, I was just trying so hard to, to steal a cure thing as much as possible. Like where it was just like a blatant, like, this is my attempt at a Boris like beat when we were or like, something. When we were like 16. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, anywhere Every, up to like like ninety percent of what I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's just going for like literally ninety percent. I did was ripping off like fucking cure beats. Yeah, because I guess we and were always like, torn because it was like we had this at our core, but then came the nineties and we got real into like three piece rambly like pop rock, you know, that was like very anti cure in a sense, where it was all over the place. So we always kind of had that dynamic but yeah i i remember specific ones like uh we recorded an album like that song slow <laughs> it was just totally. such a blatant i think you're on board with me with that where we just basically tried to do snow and summer when i listened to it now like, <laughs> yeah totally just like oh fuck that's like so snow and summer and Vocally, everything I tried to just totally nick it. Yeah. But, but you know, it's a good thing about being like a kid and having other shit that just limited you. It just never was gonna sound that curious. I don't know. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. T- but like, yeah, it's funny thinking about that song because like, like being influenced by like the Cure, like, mm-hmm. and really being influenced by Boris and like his playing and like all the drum machine stuff, like. Yeah. Like that should shape me as a drummer. Yeah. And I'm I make electronic music like to this fucking day. Yeah. Like because of that, like I love like that. Like that really shaped me just like playing like fucking like sixteenth notes or whatever on the hi hat, like 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 just doing that over and over again when you're learning an instrument, like that repetition and just like holding a beat and like keeping a, a constant tempo you know mm-hmm. like like just playing those beats is, it was so fucking like that's my foundation of yeah of and i'm saying i'm not saying i do like crazy awesome shit but like yeah, the yeah, foundation I mean, of what i do what i do yeah that's what i was gonna say how about now as like a older wiser Jeez. musician like do you still kind of pull from those same wells of cureness I do. Or, I, yeah yeah I take what we talk about, like what we've been talking about, just like that freedom of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, like yeah. And and the cures, they've done what they fucking wanted, like that's that's my takeaway, like just like no, if I f- if I feel it, I'm gonna, you know, when it makes sense, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm not gonna be a dummy about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna do it, yeah. And, and I think as you get smarter, you can kind of pick and choose those moments to, you know, yeah. Add it. And when you have a band going to, you know, there's always so many other dynamics that are gonna steer it off course. So it's not like, 
you know, I, I felt like that would, if you want to stuff where it's like everybody else was so far from playing anything curious that if I went or did a guitar part, it was like, it's like, I could add that in and it would just be like one little part that added, you know, but at the same time it would fulfill my cure love and be like, like a little giggle. Yeah. But I mean, ultimately it would still just sound like a pixie song at best or something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, it's like total homage, yeah, stylistically you know. for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm, I'm <laughs> having like a black metal electronic act, mm-hmm. and uh, like I wear a cloak on stage. Yeah. I I I play a drum machine, <laughs> some uh, with some jams on it, and yeah. like I groove out on stage. Some strobe lights, yeah. some smoke machines. There might be a skull on an altar in, in front of our uh, electronic equipment, and we just do electronic stuff. And it's like that's completely influenced by love song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the Friday I'm in Love video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. three eleven and I, <laughs> yes. and three eleven and a electronic <laughs> act. Nah, that's but, awesome. No, yeah, like, and I'm sure but you... But it's at that freedom of just like, nah, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like, it's going to look a little dark. It's going to look a little weird. Yeah. Is it weird? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, psh, like, all, all those bands, like, even that, like, the Cure reference, you know, like, modern bands, old bands, like, they're all bands I fucking like, you know, and yeah. it's not because of... It might be actually it is because of the care because they turned me on to a lot of those bands, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like takeaways from all those and influences like yeah that that people just get in life and like do you do something with it or do you don't right or do you not you know yeah and and, and that's up to individual and that's why there's like dope bands right. like the Cure is like s- someone <laughs> like someone took a really like someone had a really good takeaway from that right record or that band or that moment or that show playing with another band like right yeah and that's a huge point in the sense that like we're saying that's my takeaway from the cure from, <laughs> you know, yeah. just like and even what we've seen to, from like, the pot take, pay attention to your takeaways <laughs> right right your takeaways are important because it is like even with a band like the cure if you had like a science experiment of four Cure fans that were in bands and write their music or play in a band and like what they pull from the Cure because they have been around so long and have so much of a diverse sound. It's always, I bet it would be a different thing each time. You know, like somebody that takes the poppy side of the Cure is going to be totally different than somebody that wants to take like the, you know, pornography era and like stem something that from their band. So it's, it's pretty crazy to think that even their influence is going to be like a crazy fucking, you know, spectrum of (laughs) things that you can take, you know? And, 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 and there's like a bunch of bands, like, I can't think of any right now, but but there's been like music that I've heard. I'm like, I'm like, man, I can hear some Cure in there, and 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 a lot of times it's, it's kind of like heartwarming. It's like, like I get you guys, mm-hmm. like I hear you, like you know, it's like if you see someone like wearing like the same T-shirt as you, want to like give them a nod, and be like what's up, and they'll like nod back. It's like the music qu- uh, equivalent of that, you know. Maybe it's a, it, even if it's not something I'm like super into, yeah. 
you know, yeah, like someone sure. co- covering the cure, and, and it's like sincere, and right? Nice, but it's not my jam. It's like, yeah, I'll give him a what's up, like Adele covered love song, right? right. Yeah, you know, that's, dude, that's I, tough. I gave her a what's up. You I know? mean, I've been at like, like just like a bar, and there's like the fucking acoustic dude in the corner, and you know, and then they just start playing like some Hootie and the Blowfish version of like just like heaven or something. It's just like. Uh, your initial reaction is like, what are you doing? But then it's like, well, you know, you're trying and it's a cool yeah. song. And you, you, yeah. you had the decency enough to like, like a good song that everyone should yeah. like, but you know, at the same time, they, yeah. they get, they get a little what's up. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, I see you. Yeah, I see you, man. I see what you're going for. <laughs> it's usually, uh, especially if it's followed by something. Doing it wrong, but yeah. I see you. <laughs> yeah. yeah <but laughs> it's still not buddies just yet, but you're all right. You're <laughs> cool. Well, what about the kids? Maybe that's always a good way to wrap it up. But do you think their influence is going to stretch on for years to come? The legacy will continue. I think it's inevitable. Oh, totally, man. So. It's going to come back around. It's going to come back around better when we're like in our 60s. Yeah. Like where people have like really like. Like people, people are <laughs> people that like it's so far out of from like their lifetime. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like our, like your kid when he's older, yeah. like what he's gonna do, or you know, yeah. people his age, like that's gonna be the cool shit. Yeah, we're gonna be all fucking old and shitty. But I mean, that's why I'm surprised that there hasn't been, not that I want to see it by any means, but there hasn't been more cure knockoffs, you know, where they're just like blatant about it, you know, or just like, oh my God, what are they? And maybe just because it is kind of hard to do, even if you're trying, but you would think even the look, you know, that somebody would like, (laughs) would try that. I mean, maybe around like some of that, like my chemical romance shit, they were trying to do some variation of it, but I don't know. There's like, some makeup. Yeah, but it was never blatant, really. I mean, it was just no, like the full, I, like, doing the shtick even, you know, like, or if you were going to act like Robert on stage, you'd think somebody would have tried to knock it by now, but I'm glad they haven't, but it, it is a little it's, shocking. It's too hard to copy. Yeah. Like, like you, you can nick some influences, I think, of, like, yeah. some, like, bass sounds and yeah bass uh structure and like <laughs> there, there's some things you can nick but you can't you can't, you can't the nick whole the whole <laughs> yeah. no yeah it's weird and that is a testament to yeah i think that's a good to the band the you know walls like, of defense are up there you can't break it they're make it <laughs> mm. totally <laughs> well on that note We'll say yeah. our heroes are untouchable for now. So if anybody knows up. otherwise, we would love to see some clips of some uh, teeny bopper band where they're just, you know, coming out with like big baggy sweaters and puffy shoes. Totally. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining me, man. I think this is a. Uh, yeah, dude. We got to the bottom of it. We know that there's nice. some original cats in the cure. God bless them all. <laughs> all right, listeners. All right, take it easy, and uh, don't forget to talk hard. Oh. <laughs> talk hard. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, be sure to head on over to iTunes where you can subscribe and rate us and review us, and uh, that all helps the show so much, so uh, check it out. And then head on over to Instagram where the Holy Hour podcast awaits you, 
There you can find updates on new episodes as well as your best chance to find a feeler or a teaser for what's around the corner on the Holy Hour. And of course, as always, we have an open door policy. If you do uh, have a random cure thought or something related to something we posted and want to record, you know, just a little five minutes, whatever you want, got, whatever you're feeling, uh, send it to us. And you can use any of those social media outlets or send it directly to gavinconnor at gmail.com. And uh, while you're out there, the Holy Hour Facebook page is where it's at. Go on over there, find it, like it, and uh, you can find a whole thread devoted to each episode. And um, we'll post videos for what we've been talking about, little clips that we find amusing. And uh, for this episode, a little treat for you. You'll get to hear in its entirety that song that Donald and I wrote many years back called Slow. We were in a band called Devin Green, and uh, we'll put that up there for you guys, and you can you can have a nice chuckle and let us know. If we, are we being too hard on ourselves? Does it sound too much like snow and summer? Are we flattering ourselves by thinking it sounds like snow and summer? So who knows? You be the judge. On top of that, be sure to go check out our good buddy Arusha's website for her upcoming film Push. It's at curefandocumentary.com. Throw her a few dollars to help with the progress and production of this film. And another great way to do that is to head over to mixedupgifts.com. While you're buying tons of other cool stuff, you can also now get cool merch related to Push, a Cure Fan documentary, stickers, and very awesome buttons. Affordable, cool, and stylish. So, uh, we'll catch you next time on The Holy Hour. Oh.